welcome back everybody to another episode of the Balcony Chatter podcast. I am your host as always, Andrew McKenney. Uh, I'm almost flying a little bit solo here today. No Tim. Uh, he's got some prior things or some prior plans that came up. So I actually called in a friend to talk about some hockey, talk about some other stuff. Um, so I'm here today with my friend Brandon Gallagher. Uh, we've probably known each other for uh almost 10 years at this point it might even be but uh how you doing today brandon yo what's up dude thanks for uh thanks for having me yeah we've we've known each other for quite some time now i want to say at least 10 years yeah like almost 10 years like some of the first out-of-state shows that i've ever played in general was with pangea and so uh yeah we definitely go back yeah so for people that don't know uh i used to play in a band and we played a lot of shows around New Hampshire, Massachusetts, the New England area. And we played with a band called Old Wounds a bunch of times uh, right at the beginning of all of this. So like like we just said, kind of 10 years ago. Um, and it's crazy because the, it seems like one of the first things that we kind of bonded over was, was sports. Um, we, were, we were talking like we would play shows and things like that, but we would always kind of catch up on, you know, Brandon's a big Devils fan. I'm obviously a big Bruins fan. So it kind of just rolled from there. We would always constantly be talking about that when, you know, the main time that we would see each other was based around music. But um, so, yeah, that's been going on for a super long time at this point. And, and uh, I've been, you know, wanting to get you on the show because I know that the Devils are in a, in a you know, not I wouldn't say a rebuild, but they're in a weird spot right now where they're not exactly what they used to be and, I wanted to get your opinion on that and also on a couple other things around the NHL. So um, how are you feeling about your Devils? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an, an interesting time. Uh, I mean, they went to the finals in 2012. And, you know, like obviously as a Bruins fan, you know, you've you've gone through plenty of playoff runs and, you know, a Stanley Cup uh, since then. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been – it's been wild because we've gone through, you know, Lou left a few years after that run, you know, obviously we lost all the big guys and, you know, it was a complete fresh start with Shiro. I mean, he's gone already. So, I mean, you know, whatever, trying to summarize the last eight years, you know, now we're kind of at a point where it's not, you know, Parise or Zajac or, you know, those, you know, now it's like Hughes and Heischer, which, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty good about both those guys. I mean, that's the, the you know, the blessing and the curse with first overall pick. You know, you're kind of even in those years, you know, you look back like, you know, McCarr was Nico's year. And I'm sure there's going to be guys in, um, you know, in Jack's year where you're like, you know, damn, that's a good hockey player. So um, I'm with that being said, though, I'm, I'm stoked on both those guys. I definitely think that's who they should build around and uh yeah i mean now we have tom fitzgerald as the gm and he's you know he he definitely made his stamp last um last offseason you know we he traded blake coleman he traded andy green you know our captain that's a pretty bold move um uh, you know obviously anytime a team trades a captain but uh you know overall as a fan i've been pretty okay and and down with the moves that he's made you know i didn't really have any gripes with shiro either i could understand why they fired him you know he kind of went for it with the play you know like uh it's funny the one 
playoff game that I've ever been to is actually the one game that the Devils beat Tampa uh, two <laughs> years ago. Uh, so I guess that that's like one one sick thing about you know all this uh, that I, the one playoff game I went to is the one they won. But uh, you know I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think I like I said I, I like what uh, you know Tom Fitzgerald's done. I think you know they've acquired some some good you know depth or not depth but you know prospect guys like um you know Quoken and Merkley you know guys that might challenge for next season and you know they've had a, a bunch of uh first and second round pick you know maybe not so much like Zaka and McLeod as much as I love those guys um you know maybe they've hit their ceiling as third or fourth liners but you know there's some other other guys beyond that in you know more recent years who I think um you know, have some potential like Ty Smith is one back-to-back um, WHL defenseman of the year. And uh, I think like whatever, like CHL, like overall MVP, I think he won that either this year or last year. Um, you know, Boquist, you kind of may, you know, like, I don't know, there's, there's some guys that, you know, could be pushing as well. So yeah, I mean, with the draft coming up next week, I guess, uh, you know, kind of all comes down to that, you know, like yeah. I know uh, if you, read the athletic like they rank the devils i think is like the second you know deepest prospect pool and then you know the draft next week they have three picks at um 7 18 and 20 so yeah i mean it's as a fan i guess you know whatever i'm drinking the kool-aid i trust the process um it was a little weird with the you know mid-season shift going from shiro to fitzgerald but uh you know, Fitzy built a, a cool team in Binghamton. I like, you know, what they have gone on there. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens. It's definitely interesting. I yeah. know. Um, this year yeah. was kind of a mess anyway. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I just talked about a million things and what, you know, just trying to explain the last eight years of, of losing, but, no, uh, totally. you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing when you're a fan, like, you know, I've, I've been a fan for a long time and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. I like Binghamton, you know, the AHL team made some strides this year. You know, it, it was a bummer. It got cut short. I think they could have done well in the AHL playoffs, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're talking about the AHL playoffs, uh, <laughs> you know, that says enough there. So you're, you're definitely, definitely a fan more than the casual fan, I should say. So, um, but I mean, like you said, the the Devils have a good core to kind of build around for youth. As far as like, you know, they have a lot of players that um, people expect to be good. They they're not supposed to be uh, draft busts. They have a lot of good players that are coming up, and and that's good to see. But one other thing that I wanted to to ask about was how were you feeling when they got PK in there? Because I know from being a hockey fan, obviously I hate PK when he's on Montreal but I would love to have him on my team. I know that for sure. So when he came to New Jersey, were you hyped or were you kind of like, you know, this is a big contract to bring on um, and maybe he's past his real prime, which I don't believe. I mean, he's still, he's 31 years old. He's not, he's not an old player, but he's a great guy that you probably want on your team. So what was that? Yeah. What was the, um, the thing like being a fan when that, when that happened? Yeah, of course. I mean, that was a huge trade. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being super nerdy, but one of the guys that they gave up in that trade was uh, Steven Santini, who, like, you know, he was um, 
a high, you know, whatever first or second round pick in a, you know, when Lou was the GM, but like, you know, kind of just like a, a grimy, like hard nosed, like defensive defenseman. And like, I, you know, whatever I make bold statements to, you know, friends and that are devil's fans or whatever. And I'm always like, Oh, Steven Santini, like he's going to be the next Scott Stevens, you know, like that, that's yeah, just yeah. like how he played. That was his style. Um, obviously that did not work out and he's been playing, um, you know, I don't, I think he got called up to Nashville maybe once, uh, you know, whatever, it's not working out for him anyway. Uh, so with that being said, immediately I was like, damn, like, you know, that kind of soured me a little bit, but with that being said, I knew we couldn't completely survive on just like all these prospects, which, you know, whatever, maybe I'm just a, a biased devils fan, you know, that I'm hoping turn into something. It's like, you know, we definitely needed some guys and you know at the time like after i stepped away from it i was like we didn't really give up that much to get him and you know we definitely have a lot of money to spend and you know i think yeah we needed someone who like can kind of keep the room light because there's a lot of losing that's happening yeah and also um you know yeah i think this year was super tough like he definitely didn't really play that great and um you know, I mean, with that being said, I definitely, I, it's funny, like, uh, my girlfriend's also a big Devils fan as well. And, uh, you know, she definitely dives into more of the social media aspects. So she, like, loves Lindsey Vaughn and is, you know, <laughs> whatever. She's maybe a little bit more skewed on, like, their, you know, um, like, Brad Jelena, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, relationship. Yep. Um so I always make jokes like, oh, yeah, he hasn't been playing that great this year because he's like, you know, more where I think he has a show or like a YouTube series <laughs> with Lindsay where they're like hanging out in a bathtub or something. I'm he's like, yeah, he's focused just on grinding, yeah. you know, get a, a talk show, you know, like he's going to be on like CBC at like, you know, whatever, 8 a.m. Yeah. With like, you know, whatever, like a, a talk show. host. So anyway, I don't know. I've just been making jokes. Maybe this year he was uh maybe a little bit more focused on his, um, his exit, you know, his exit plan post, uh, oh, post he, hockey. He's definitely going to uh, be a TV personality when he's out, whether it's yeah, for NHL I mean, network or whatever. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I, it's, you know, like, so I can't, can't fault him for that, but I definitely think like he's, you know, maybe, all right, I'm just going to lose a bunch, you know, the devils will, you know, they'll, <laughs> pay me well i can you know kind of focus on my tv career a little bit you know i don't know that was maybe how i uh felt like but in general the whole season was just such a mess that it was like i would like to see him have a real strong year this year with like ty smith you know like that would be sick yeah. like um yeah i you know i think a numer a, a number of reasons um you know whatever it just wasn't the best year for anyone uh i mean he posts mad workout videos and he he looks like he's in good shape like I'm, I'm not faulting him for not uh putting in the off-season work you know I just right. I don't know I don't know what it was I guess the, you know you just have to bare bones devils were bad you know everyone <laughs> was bad um so yeah I don't know like maybe I think looking forward like I would love to see him just crush it with one of our young D prospects like whether it's Ty Smith or uh Kevin Ball someone they uh they got in the Taylor Hall trade. He's like six eight beasts for um he was on like, you know, Canada's World Juniors team. Definitely like a highly regarded prospect. So I think, yeah, moving forward, you know, I think he's got 
two or three more years left on his deal. I'm not like a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm just kind of looking at, at this point. I'm not expecting the devils to be good. Uh, and yeah, hopefully he can just be someone that like keeps the room light, maybe, you know, help develop some younger guys and be okay with some losing. But, uh, I don't know. He always gets mentioned in like trade rumors and stuff too. Always. So I, I have no idea right. at the end of the day. So, I mean, he, he's one of those guys though, when he's on, he changes the outcome of a game for sure. I mean, he, oh, he can, especially, you know, he can quarterback a power play. He's one of those types of guys. Uh, and he kind of, uh, has a lot, he's been around the block as far as, uh, veteran leadership type of stuff goes. So it's good for him to be paired with a guy that maybe he can help grow. It's kind of the same, similar situation where we have Chara, basically whoever he plays with the younger guy, it just gives them experience, whether it's, you know, leadership experience or sometimes because he's getting up there in age, he's very old. He could potentially be the oldest guy in the league. They're making up for some of his mistakes and they kind of know how to play a little bit differently and better because Chara has in the past made up for a lot of bad players mistakes on the ice. So these guys are kind of learning those traits that are, um, like you need that as a as a number one defenseman in this league to be elite back there. You have to be able to play and you have to be able to make up for other people's mistakes, even though it's not your own. It just helps the team. So I, I think PK is one of those guys, and if you can get him in with some other younger guys and get them, um, you know, learning from him, and he actually is on his game and feeling good and playing good. I think that that's big, but yeah, I mean it, that it's that's a big if because also you know I mentioned before like Andy Green got traded at the deadline and also Sammy Vatnin got traded at the deadline and yep. we haven't replaced either of those positions yet right. and I mean we kind of saw it with Andy Green I mean Andy Green's you know I think five or six years older than um, PK is but I mean P, uh, Andy Green you know whatever he had to be like a, a top line defenseman I mean you saw how great he was as like a third line guy for the Islanders, you know, like he he was definitely playing out of his role. So that's like the one. Yeah. I mean, I, I just hope like PK is like working out and he's going to be down for, you know, big workload. Cause unless they, I mean, they need to sign at least two guys that are Andy green and Vatten and comparable to even get back to where they were, which is also one of the worst teams in the league, you know? So, realistically they need like three or four defensemen you know so i think that's another thing that comes into play as well where like you know obviously that was kind of why i had a skewed vision of him last season you know he hasn't really been given opportunities where he's not as heavily like i don't know like he hasn't had that space to like be that player that he normally is because I feel like his entire time on the devils, he's kind of already been treading water. If that makes sense, you know, there hasn't been that, like, I don't know, that comfort to be able to play like how he plays, you know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, like I said, we'll see, like, there's definitely a couple of guys I hope he gets paired with. I mean, also, you know, like I said, with Fitzgerald, like who knows what moves he's going to be making. I mean, there was that thing the other day about, like NHL.com like put out an article saying that Fitzgerald had talked to Petrangelo. I mean, that was already a thing with him being a free agent this year, but like some people were like, Oh, isn't that tampering because you know, or like whatever, like not 
legal because he's technically not a free agent yet but i don't know i mean it was all like speculation who knows like and who knows what's actually happening like you kind of get lost in uh in like that twitter world you know of of people who consider themselves like insiders and like the fake um you know those fake rumor accounts i mean like even like the guys that are like verified you know like i can't even really trust them sometimes and some of those guys are bozos as well but totally totally agree (laughs) that's a different you know a story another another topic of discussion but uh so something that i have to ask because it blows my mind so i would imagine that it probably didn't sit super well with you you get taylor hall he has an mvp season he literally wins the heart trophy and then he's gone like how, how do you feel as a fan you you get a stud i mean you he's he that year was the best player in the league so what what do you even think about that when that happens i mean i would have been kind of out of my mind at that point mm, yeah i mean that's that's super interesting because i i don't know i mean I guess it's like when I got back into hockey, you know, like after, like after the devils lost the cup in 2012 and then like, you know, whatever, I took a couple years off. Cause like everyone left and they were like even worse than they are now. Um, like kind of when I got back into it, it was like through the draft, um, ex- you know, et cetera. So I, I brought that up because even when we had Taylor hall and we made it to the playoffs in 2018, like, you know, I thought that was cool, but I definitely did not feel like the team was like at a point where like, like I felt like the timelines didn't match up like Taylor Hall's MVP season and like where the rest of the team was at was just like not there, you know? Yeah. Um, so at, you know, I don't know. It, it kind of just got to a point where like, uh, you know, negotiations and, and things were like, were coming out and it was kind of really hard to tell what actually was happening, you know, in terms of like negotiating a longer contract and like, so it got to a point where I was like, man, like, I don't, I don't want to get fleeced. Like, I don't want him to walk because as sick as that MVP season was like, I mean, he's been pretty hard to read as a player in totally. general, you know, like it's, yep. it's hard to read like where his, cause I think he's from, isn't he from like Western Canada somewhere like Alberta or like Edmonton? Like, I think he's from that area. It might be Calgary. He's but, from, uh, he is from Calgary. Yep. Okay. Word. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of always hard to read him. Like, you know, he has no loyalty to the devils and like, you know, he's whatever. Uh, even when he won MVP, like you knew he was like a year or two out from free agency. Um, and I think his agent, um, his agent is that guy like Darren Ferris, who's like, I forget who he had like a crazy, like, hold out on negotiations with but anyway yeah like i don't know i was just like not super certain about it so i was kind of already checked out to the extent um i mean he's always been known to be somewhat of a wild card as well in the locker room as a team player all that stuff so as as like shiny as it seems when you see him on the on the market and as like appealing as it may be I don't know that I want him on my team for the price because yeah. he's a great player, but like right now he's they're, they're saying that he could be on his way out of Arizona already. So yeah. there obviously everyone speculates everything all the time. They're like, well, is Boston going to go after him? No, they're not because 
for some reason, people don't really want to come here anyway. Like during at the trade deadline times, like you never see what you think is. I never see what I think is going to happen. So I don't see that happening either. But Taylor Hall's always seemed to be like such a wild card as far as, um, I mean, he had some really unproductive years in in Edmonton, and then he went to New Jersey. Obviously, had that great season. And they went to Arizona. I mean, he was fine. So, yeah, fine is like the only way to put it. Yeah, it was nothing special, really. So, I mean, I guess I see where you're coming from too, where it's like kind of get what you can get for him because he's not going to stay forever. And I almost kind of feel like this kid is out for he's going to be out for the money every every time anyway. So he's like, oh, my contract's up. I don't care where I go if someone's going to pay me more money or whatever. So. Um, I guess it makes sense as, as a, you know, from that standpoint that you get rid of him and get something. I don't even know what you guys got in return. Uh, yeah. So it was like, uh, it was, yeah, it was Kevin ball, the defenseman that I mentioned earlier. He's yeah. like, yeah, like six, eight, you know, huge, you know, just shut down defenseman, not super offensive, but you know, he has a good, uh, track record, you know, a bunch of Canadian uh, junior team, stuff like that. Um, they got Nick Merkley who, yeah, just like a cusp guy. I think he's like 24, maybe like, could be like, you know, just like, uh, you know, how Tampa's kind of always had like a, you know, plethora of guys that just kind of like, you know, whatever start out as like third line guys and just kind of, you know, whatever, um, Johnson or, you know, point or like any of those, I don't know, but I know you hate, Tampa, but they're just fresh in my mind because <laughs> but uh you know what I mean, like guys like that who are just like kind of on the cusp, find a role, maybe like Carlson, you know, whatever like that style. Yeah. Um there was one other dude I'm drawing a blank on his name. He's been in Binghamton. Uh, you know, like he's he's fine in Binghamton. I don't really, you know, I think he was just kind of like another roster player. Yeah. Um and I want to say, oh, yeah, and then we got a pick, uh, which ended up being, I forget if it's 18 or 20. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter at that point. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Ball will hopefully be one of our pieces for defense moving forward. And I think Merkley, uh, I, you know, truthfully, yeah, I mean, Coleman, that's a great example, actually. Like, I think Merkley could be like kind of a Blake Coleman type, you know? Okay. And I think he, Merkley is the kind of dude that like, yeah, you're kind of like banking. He kills, you know, like he turns it on and like ups his value. Cause I mean, that totally happened with Coleman, you know, like he was like drafted out of college, like played in you know, the AHL for a while. And then all of a sudden just found it and like turned it on. And I mean, what a great return, you know, they got, uh, Nolan foot and a first for him. Anyway, I'm going off here, but like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we're still in that process of like, right, yeah, right. maybe some of these trades, like, you know, I mentioned Nolan foot, uh, you know, he's another guy, like, I mean, hasn't still like a prospect, you know, just, uh, finished playing juniors, but like, you know, now we have some guys like, okay, maybe we can even flip them, uh, even removed from like flipping a guy like uh, Coleman and, and Batman. So, um, yeah, I think to, you know, whatever, sum up the Taylor Hall, uh, you know, discussion. Like, I think also, too, I'm kind of battered from the Kovalchuk situation. Yeah. And like, you know, just having like a star goal scorer in general, like, you know, I had my like, 
uh you know my skepticism about it you know i was like okay yeah this is cool like obviously you're stoked on your team having an mvp but at the same time it was like you know kind of just like enjoy it while it's happening because there's definitely going to come a time where he's either gets traded or you end up you know having a Tavares situation or whatever so um yeah i mean i think like i'm I'm still hope, you know, like, yeah, like kind of what I said at the beginning, like Nico and like Jack is like, like dudes like their age are like, that's like where the team is going to be and like good, you know? So we're still like a few, even though there's one year of, um, you know, Nico and Hall crossover, I still, it's still like a few years off, you know, whatever the, the overall timeline. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about Kovalchuk because you had mentioned him. How how are you feeling? I mean, it was kind of a weird – the whole thing is weird. Yeah. I mean, it's so, like – it's so far in the past at this point, you know, like that it's – at this point, like looking at it – well, yeah, because I guess a couple years ago we still technically had his rights. So right. like, So did you expect was- him to come back to the Devils when he came back to the NHL? No. I mean, it was just me being like a – uh, you know, like a selfish, like draft nerd being like, Oh, like maybe we can like squeeze like another pick out of a team for like his rights or something, you know? And just to be like, I don't know, whatever, just to have some, some closure on the situation, I guess being like, all right, whatever. Like that was so annoying, but whatever Um, that, and that, that ended up not happening. He's like, no, I'm going to stay in Russia for another you know, another year or whatever, and then sign without that. So uh, that was annoying, you know, another like just punch to that. He had to like throw to the devils. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been great since he came back. Like, I mean, he was kind of annoying with every team he's been on. Yeah. You know, since like he was hot with the, the Canadians for whatever it was like a week and a half. And like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, annoyed the hell out of you, like seeing him like <laughs> just like literally like on his knees, like sliding from like blue line to blue line, like after a goal, you know, just like freaking out. And it's like, yep. dude, like, in yeah, like once again, like enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to last very long, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's been so long at this point, like seeing him in the NHL, like recently, it's just like one of those things like. You know, Garrett, like, I don't know, whatever, he's a bozo. Isn't he on, like, the or was on the Caps? Yeah, I don't he, know. He went I don't to play with where Ovi. he is at this point. Yeah, he played, like, seven games with Ovi. Yeah, okay. So that's, like, where he ended up, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, do I think he's going to come back this year? I mean, I would, I feel like probably not. I feel like he'll probably just go back to Russia and, like, probably play in the KHL for another five years. But I think he probably thought that playing with Ovechkin was it that was it you know if they if if he could pull a championship out of that great if he couldn't then is what it is it seemed like more like a uh they've always wanted to play together they're friends a last hurrah type of thing in the NHL I don't Mm. think he's gonna come back either and if he does I hope it's not to Boston I'll tell you that because there's always been like speculation since he's been back in the league that we're going for him at the trade deadline we're doing this we're doing that and seemed like it was just gonna be a waste of money to me yeah, I, I mean, just because I guess so. What it was, 
LA, Montreal, and Washington, right? Those right. are the three yep. teams you play for. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe there was a fourth one. And I maybe just from reading, you know, the fake news about him going to Boston, I thought maybe he had been there for like two weeks and yeah. then they traded him or something. But maybe that was just an illusion I made in my head. Uh, you, but uh, you, you mean like uh, a, another guy that played for both of our teams? Uh, maybe you've heard of him, Yammer Yager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. He played about 11 games in Boston and then basically two seasons in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Man. it's cool. I know to, you love Yager. I love him too, so. It's, it's cool to just be able to say that he played for your team. Yeah, of course. I have a Yager shirt just he, because it's like, well, why? That, like, I already love him as a player. Like, yeah. it might as well be in a Devils shirt, you know? He's a legend. <laughs> I I uh I wish he was still in the league. I, I I think that he's still pulling in Europe, which is insane to me because he's probably like 58 at this point. But yeah. um, but yeah, he's, well, he owns the team, so I yeah, think that, he's that's true. Just like he's like owner player, you know. <laughs> like I literally think like he, yeah, he's gonna be so old, like, but he'll still be like pretty good like a good fourth liner then he'll be in he'll be a goalie he'll just stand there he won't have to skate he'll just stand in, in goal yeah <laughs> so, so um but i know that you're very interested in the draft coming up um mm. you you said earlier at the beginning of this that i mean the devils have a pretty good setup for this year's draft as far as picks go i mean you have yeah. one in the first round and i think you have what two in the second round that's pretty good uh yeah no no second round it oh no started, second round yeah, yeah we have we have a bunch from like the third and on but okay. yeah so it's just it's just the first uh three in the first and then I think the next one after that is like I want to say like eighty nine or something actually so Damn. um yeah but I mean yeah I mean totally like three first round picks I mean that's pretty pretty wild i'm a little bummed that like yeah the coyotes beat nashville like if nashville just beat arizona yeah i think that pick would have been 11 which they should have by the way what they should have beat them by the way they're the better team for sure yeah yeah of course and like i mean that series was so funny because john hines was the coach of nashville ex-devils coach and taylor hall is obviously on the coyotes yeah just like you know, just super funny, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like I've definitely, um, I'm actually like having like a couple of friends over the night of the draft. Like I have a buddy who's like a Blackhawks fan who lives in the city, like another friend who's an Islanders fan, even though they don't have any picks in the first round. Uh, you know, they're like making like a, a mock list and we're going to, you know, whatever, just like hang out, watch it. So I've definitely been, you know, doing a little bit more research in that regard, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like eighteen and twenty is like such a wild part of the draft because like the Devils got Ty Smith two years ago at seventeen, uh, or maybe it was last. I don't know. Time is like completely irrelevant. At totally. This point. <laughs> uh, yeah, at some point in the last couple of years, the Devils got Ty Smith at seventeen, and yeah, like I said, he was a two-time WHL defenseman. Uh, I mean, granted, they drafted him. Um, I think he only had one of them when they drafted him, but then he followed it up, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely some interesting players, uh, you know, in, at that point, I've heard that maybe they're going to trade one of them, uh, which I think is totally possible as well. 
But uh, that, yeah, the seventh pick, though, is like super interesting because, um, you know, as of late, I don't know if you've seen anything about um, Yaroslav Askarov, the Russian goalie, yeah. who's like pretty, you know, highly, um, you know, he's he's up on a lot of people's list. Uh, he's playing in like the KHL or was, I think their team has to do like a COVID quarantine or something. But um, like pretty recently, he's played like some really good KHL hockey. So I think that's like influencing the draft a little bit. Um, I don't know. I go in phases because, you know, obviously I'm doing a mock draft, you know, whatever, just that bragging rights amongst friends. So I'm also, you know, kind of putting a little work into it just to, to feel it out. But like, I want to say the devils take him at seven, but I mean, there's so many, I guess that's the issue when your team is bad. You know, there's so many other holes that you need to fill. And it's like, I don't think he'll be there at 18. Right. So like, do you want them to take a goalie at seven? I mean, there's going to be. That's tough. Yeah. There's going to be some insane guys still on the board at seven. I mean, that's a serious pick. Number seven, like top 10 is. Those those are typically like real players, mm-hmm. right? Right off, maybe not like the first year, but I mean, top three obviously are, are usually first year players. But I mean, that that's a real pick. Like that, you're gonna see that player within the next couple seasons, and yeah. you hope that they're either gonna be, you know, the heir to whatever position it's gonna be, um, yeah. or you just hope they're not gonna be a bust. But number, like I said, top ten is still pretty good. Yeah. And that's like kind of, you know, I don't know, like I hate to use like the Rangers and the Islanders as like teams that I'm, you know, trying to, to jock what they did, but like, you know, they both have like young Russian goalies that are like pretty, um, you know, they're, they're high rated prospects like uh, Shostokin and Sororkin. Um, and I don't know, I'm kind of just thinking like, you know, this draft is so important for the devils moving forward. Like, do they almost need to like look at it from like a value perspective or like, Oh, you know, whatever, even if like, um, Askarov isn't, you know, even if he doesn't make it to the devils, like just his worth as like, you know, imagine that the Rangers, you know, trade Shesterkin or the Islanders trade Sororkin, like they would get a pretty nice piece back, you know? And, I mean, I don't know. That's like kind of a weird way to draft. Like I'm kind of, you know, even Sanderson's like a Jake Sanderson, the defenseman's like another guy who, you know, I don't know if I'm just like drinking like the media Kool-Aid, you know, cause there are forwards that I do really like, but you also that will be available at seven. You have to keep in mind too, that both of those positions that you said, goalie and defenseman are like literally gold in this league. I mean, there's yeah. a million forwards, and, and they're interchangeable. And, yeah, there's obviously superstars. But, I mean, their goalies and defensemen are hard to come by in this league, which is why you're going to see a lot of these defensemen get big contracts that you might not think they're worth. Like, right now we're in the situation in Boston where, like, Tory Krug is probably on the move. And, like, they gave him a final offer, and it didn't seem like it's something that he's going to take. I think he's still thinking it over, but... He, I, I think that he wants somewhere between seven and eight million or more, or whatever, and I don't think that he's worth that personally. Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree with that. But somebody will pay it because they need that yeah. defenseman or they need that, 
you know, again, he's one of those guys who can quarterback the power play. He does it for us in Boston, and if he does leave, we're going to miss him a lot. But, I mean, people are willing to overpay for goalies and defensemen if you look at certain teams that really need it. Like, you look at Detroit, who has all the money in the world to spend. They have a top four. They, they have the fourth pick overall now. They're in a rebuild, but, you know, Rangers type of situation too. Like, they have some money to spend, and they're about to get a good player. They need defense. They'd be willing to overpay for something that maybe they don't necessarily 100% need, but they they think they need it enough. It's like yeah. maybe some of these picks, if you take a guy that like, especially a goalie, because they're more they're harder to come by in my opinion. Like you see, a defenseman really has to prove what he's worth. Where a goalie can have like a lot of hype around him, and people will trade for him blindly. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, just cause I think this first round is so deep. Like I'm almost thinking, you know, Askarov and Sanderson, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've heard Drysdale or Sanderson for like best defenseman in this draft. Like yeah. I, it can go either way, but like, you know, do you just, whatever the seventh pick, because it's so, especially like, I don't know, like some of the guys that I like are like Marco Rossi and Cole Perfetti. Like, I mean, I think if I had to pick a player, like a forward at seven, that's who I would want. I don't think either of those guys will be there. I think, I think that's who like Detroit and Ottawa is going to take. Yeah. But so I'm like, you know, okay. Like, do we just pick one, you know, whatever Sanderson or Askarov at seven is just kind of like a, you know, almost like an insurance policy of some sorts where it's like okay even still like in two years like he's still gonna have that title of being the best goalie prospect from that draft exactly which is is gonna be worth something and i mean he's playing well in the khl right now and um you know i mean sanderson obviously is a little bit tough i think you know we're kind of just going off the he's you know u.s national development team uh you know, I think he's going to like North Dakota. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but, um, and then, you know, take that 18 and 20 pick and like on those picks, like, you know, I, it's, it's such a deep draft. Like you're definitely going to get some good players at those positions. Um, you know, I don't know. It's like at the same time, it's like, thinking so deeply into it like at the end of the day it should be you know best player available but um yeah i don't know at the end of the day like i i i'm okay with if they pick askarov or sanderson like i'm so fine with that i know a lot of devil's twitter is gonna be super bummed but um i think i can see the benefits and we have no goalie depth either like i mean a Askarov could be playing in the NHL like next season, right? Realistically, like Schneider's done. I mean, I I like Blackwood a lot for sure, but then after Blackwood, um, you know, whatever. There's some deep cut guys, you know, no one that you would know, but like no one at the same time that I'm really that sold on either, you know. Yeah. So, um, it wouldn't hurt to have another you know another really good goalie in the mix i know it's yeah it's it's such a not favorable move but sometimes if you need it you you need it you know it's definitely something to consider it has to be so being being a a devils fan you must have been pretty bummed that the rangers got the number one overall pick 
yeah, knowing would, what they're going to get this year. Yeah, I mean that that was a little. I mean, straight up, that was a little weird. Like, um, you know, I don't know, and maybe this is just me being such a homer for the. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love I love the NHL. Like, I there's a lot of team, like even the Flyers. You know, maybe it's just because the Devils have never really had an issue with them. Like, you know, whatever. Like. Not that I wish them well, but I can like watch them play <laughs> yeah, and not yeah. hate it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like, I remember, like, I watched the draft lottery. I like literally just got off a job, like, rushed home and I was like, whatever, pulled up the stream. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I saw the devil's ball get pulled, you know, whatever, actually one lower than it was, you know, potentially could have been. And uh, this is, you know, whatever, side note, um, the Jets, Winnipeg Jets are like, my Western conference team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, some of those guys, like, you know, I love Truba and like weirdly like that hurt in like a way that shouldn't have hurt. Cause obviously, you know, whatever, if I'm just being a jets fan, him going to the Rangers has no relation to that. Right. But like, obviously it annoyed me. So I was like, damn that that's annoying. And I just love line A's like ignorance. But anyway, like, so I was like, okay, whatever devil's ball got picked. I was like, Winnipeg, like, let's get it. And yeah, yeah. then, you know, I think theirs was, theirs was worse actually. So it was like, um, yeah. And then to see the Rangers ball come up, uh, the way it shot up, like you actually <laughs> saw it before yeah, yeah. It, even, it even, the guy even pulled it out. Like I already saw the logo. So did, did like, you see, you see the slow-mo video of the, the Toronto ball, like almost going up and then falling down. And then the Rangers ball went right up right after. Like, oh my God, I hate, no, I, I hate the Rangers and everybody hates us. So it doesn't really matter. I don't really care, yeah. but I, I would much rather see the Rangers get it than, than Toronto from being a Boston fan. Like they, yeah. could, they had that pick. Like I'll send you the, I'll send you a link to that video after this. And it's like, it's slow-mo. It goes up. It's like when a basketball like goes around the, the rim and then falls out and it doesn't go in. Yeah. It was like almost identical to that. It was it was pretty great being from Boston watching that. I mean, we had no shot obviously in, in getting that. Like we weren't even it wasn't even a question, but like as long as it didn't go to Toronto, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know that happened because I think I was just like I saw the Rangers ball come up and like that was enough for me you know like yeah I, yeah yeah i didn't care about any other aspect of it um that's so funny yeah you're like oh cool like whatever that team is not in our division and i'm just like <laughs> this is like the most annoying thing that's ever happened to me because like yeah like obviously like the devils have gotten it twice you know yeah um so you know that's like another thing too like when that happened i guess just because maybe now like from you know i've been living in brooklyn for the last you know whatever five years at this point like i've definitely become friends with some more rangers fans now than maybe i had known you know previously so um i think it was just like a little bit more annoying now because people that i talk you know hockey with on a more regular basis are rangers fans uh which is funny because i'm just like that kit like you know maybe 10 years ago, like anyone who was down with the Rangers, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not down with you. But, uh, <laughs> Love it. Now it's, you know, whatever I'm able to just be like, you know, whatever I, I enjoy hockey. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to be, I don't need to be so brutal to, to Rangers fans. So totally. 
Um, but it, it bums me out though. Cause I, yeah, I think Lafreniere is going to be sick and it's going to, it's going to hurt to see him score in uh, a Rangers uniform, especially if they bring back those dope lady Liberty jerseys. Like that's going to hurt even more. He's, I mean, he, they say he's going to be, he's going to be a stud. So I yeah. don't know, but I, for you, that's why I wanted to ask you. It's like, it could have gone to literally anybody else and you wouldn't have cared as much. Minnesota wild. I was like, all right, I'm down for the and, wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you said you're in Brooklyn. Have you, have you made it to the Barclay center for any games you like? Oh yeah. A bunch, yeah. a bunch actually for yeah. hockey. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. For hockey. Um, yeah, actually before the apartment that I'm in now actually was even closer to Barclay center. And this was two, two years ago. Um, and yeah, I mean, it would literally be like a Tuesday night and like whatever. If I like didn't work that day, I'd just be like, cool. Like the Islanders are playing the predators for $7. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like whatever, like let's go. It's, you know, it's NHL hockey. So um, yeah, definitely like abuse that a bunch. And um, yeah, it's, it's super wild going to games there. I actually uh, years, I mean, whenever they play their first, I went to the first preseason, like first game ever actually at Barclays Center. And I sat on the end that the sight lines are like so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Devil's Islanders, like first game ever at Barclays Center. And me and my buddy Alex went and we sat like on the, the end lines that actually they don't even sell those seats anymore because it's like literally if you were sitting in your seat, like, you know, whatever, it's like the north to south view. So like you couldn't see it was maybe like an inch like in front of the closer blue line. And that was it. Like you saw like two thirds of the ice. If the puck was in the corner, I literally like, I would stand up and I was like, if I just like dropped a penny, like it would hit a player in the head. Like, you know, I could like, that's like the angle. Like it was insane. No, I, so I've talked about this on, on the podcast in the past. Um, cause we had a, a Nets fan on, and mm. I went there for the first year that the the Islanders played um, at Barclay. I went out there when the Bruins played against them because I always go out every year, and I, I you know I love the Coliseum on Long Island, so like I yeah. I was kind of bummed when they when they left there, but when they came back, I've been to the games back there since. But I was like I went out there once, and I was like I will never come back here. Like I couldn't yeah. see anything. I was standing up the entire game because I was in the lower level. And I couldn't see the goalie on my left. So yeah. it was like the stadium is is beautiful. I love it. I think it's super nice for basketball. Like yeah. it's a nice stadium. Don't get me wrong. And and it's like it's sleek, but it's not made for hockey. And and to be fair to them, it wasn't made for hockey. Like they, yeah, this was a course. sort of on the fly type of thing. So um, unfortunately, I mean, I would go back if I, you know, if I had some friends going to the game or whatever, but mm-hmm. it wasn't worth going every year if they were going to play there so as soon as they went back yeah. to the coliseum i was like i'm in and now whenever they go back to or when they have the new stadium opening up in belmont i'll definitely be going to that and i'm excited but the barclay center was just a nightmare but if i were you i yeah. would have been you know seven dollar games 50, like 10 15 games whatever it is like i would definitely be there as you know as much as i could 
Yeah, no, of course. I mean, that was like, yeah, that was totally it. Like I def, I, I also have like a, you know, like a, a Jersey collection of like, you know, whatever thrifted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, old jerseys. They're like bootlegs or like even some ones that I bought more recently. So like, you know, whatever I was saying, you know, I, I also get down with the jets. Like I went, you know, I went to jets at Barclays center and wore, um, I have like the baby blue, like alternate Jersey. So I was like, <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. and a rock and jets Jersey, yep. like, and just like while out with like all the, you know, Winnipeg, like there was a bunch of Winnipeg fans. Really? Like, it was so funny, but like, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, a devil's fan to like go undercover almost and just like <laughs> root for like a random team. And that, you know, that was like totally it. Like we went, uh, my buddy Ian, who's like also, um, he's mainly a Rangers fan, but like his family's from like SoCal. So he also is a, a Ducks fan. And, uh, so we went to like Ducks Islanders and like, obviously he was super pumped. Cause he doesn't, you know, even when they play at MSG, like, you know, tickets are whatever, 150, $200. So like, we go and uh, Hampus Lindholm scored an overtime winner <laughs> and we were freaking out because like obviously like I don't care. You know, I'm like whatever. I'm celebrating a Ducks win. My buddy Ian is like in the OG like purple and green Ducks like freaking out and like we're in the upper deck. Like it's so sparse as it is. Yeah. You know, there's 9,000 people at the game and like there's like two like grumpy like you know, guys that need to take like the Long Island Railroad, like back home, who are already bummed here <laughs> in Brooklyn yep. at like 10 o'clock. Like, uh, so it was like, you know, whatever, like super fun. And there's like a great Thai spot, like right outside Barclays Center. So, like, so you're living was, the dream. Like, what? You're living the dream. It's like a $7 ticket to the game. Yeah. And then you just hang out with your friends and then you go grab some food. And it's just it, like, it's a, and sounds like, like a great a night. Train ride back. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It, from that perspective, like totally. But uh, both, both times I've gone to Devils Islanders games at Barclays, they've lost. So from that perspective, I'm <laughs> always like, I hate going to Devils Islanders games there. Cause I'm like, just never like i get like like real like people just from all angles and like it's not like cool shit talking it's like annoying yeah yeah, i mean i'm sure like you know boston is like got a lot of that too but it's just like you know like stupid idiots like that are you know whatever coming into the city and i mean at some point too it's like it's like, hey man, you're 40 years old and you're heckling me about about the jersey that I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, do you um do you play fantasy at all? Like fantasy hockey? Uh, I played I played two years ago with like some buddies and like I mean it was great that I did that. It definitely like you know whatever like got me super jazzed up about you know just the league in general, especially yep. with the Devils being bad and like it was funny like that was like to rookie year. And I like, you know, whatever he was like a late pick, just someone that I was like kind of interested in. And I was like, whatever, I'll throw him on my fantasy team. And like, just give me like a reason to like watch him more. And he obviously like ended up being real sick. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, another guy like Yan Ruda was on my fantasy team. And like, I just watched him win a cup with Tampa. Um, you know, just like he was on Chicago at that point, but like, you know, I don't know, whatever, like in that regard, it was super fun, but I haven't played, uh, since then. So, but I've definitely like, you know, the last like couple years, like even if the devils aren't on, like, 
you know, whatever, just rocking an HDMI cable off like sports HD or something, yeah, yeah. Would watch, like, you know, whatever, a bunch no, of games. I, I only ask because, I mean, I feel like that would be a cool thing for, if you know, whatever game you walk into off the street at, in Brooklyn, I mean, it could be players that you have on your team, whether it's, you know, two teams that you don't care about, the Islanders and whoever they're playing. I mean, yeah. maybe it was somebody cool that you could watch and like that kind of gets you into the game also. So I don't, I mean, yeah. I gave up on fantasy sports because, like football got me so angry at the league that I yeah. didn't want to do like it didn't it wasn't fun to watch Patriots games anymore because I was like yo if this guy scores a touchdown a four, like if if a guy that I have on my team scores and it's not good for the like it's it I want them to score against the Patriots so I don't want the Patriots to win anymore like that's not how it works for me so I was like I'm I'm over this it, yeah, and the guys that you put in that you think are going to do well, don't do well. It just was a nightmare. So I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. But it's funny, like you're talking about like ways to like, you know, like just get into the game more like. Um, so a funny thing, like, yeah, obviously, like we it's super easy to get to the Prudential Center from like, pr- I mean, pretty much anywhere, even in New York. You know, there's like one pretty easy train, like straight out of the city. Yeah. And even living in Brooklyn, you know, we've, I've gone to a bunch of devil's games, uh, the past couple of years. So, but sports betting is actually legal in New Jersey. Oh it's yeah. Not yeah. In New Jersey, in New York. Um, so that's like, you know, whatever. I'm not saying like, we do like uncut gem, you know, parlays, <laughs> you but like, you know, there's definitely been times where like, you know, like my girlfriend loves it too. So like, we'll go to a game and we're just, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm putting $5 on Pavel Zaka, like first goal or something, you know, like, I, I don't love know, those like, bets. like yep. just to like, it's like, you know, whatever, like we're going like, you know, whatever, dedicate like 10 bucks to just like throw on like random players, you know, like whatever to maybe like cover the beer. Totally. Um, but yeah, that, that's been like super fun. Uh, just because it's like, yeah, it's so stupid. And I loved Uncut Gems. So, like, I always try to, like, channel that energy. <laughs> Dude, so it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, I I think I might have told you this in the past. I, I mean, the Prudential Center is probably my favorite place that I've been to in the league as far as stadiums. And I've gone to at least 10 at this point. And I, and I say that because I, I, I've probably been there 10 times at this point, too. So... It's just it's a really nice stadium and I love going there. It's not in the greatest part of the the state, obviously, but um, it's just it's a awesome stadium to see a game. Like I when I first went there, which had to have been probably six years ago at this point, I did not expect it to be as nice as it is. No, like yeah. dri- driving in there, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be terrible. And then I get into the Prudential Center and I'm like, this this place rules. And then. Like, there's only a couple of places I can think of that really stick out to me that I like just as much, and it's, like, Nashville and maybe Washington. But mm. it's just such a cool stadium, and I love going there. Nice. Yeah, I've – I'm try, like, I've been to, like, some – the only rant – like, I went to United Center once, like, literally the day before we started a tour. It was uh, Blackhawks Blues preseason. Uh, so that was super rad. To, oh, I went like, there, too. Yeah, that's nice. I like that place. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it was super cool. Like, not that I love the Blackhawks, but, you know, from, like, a Bulls perspective, you know, obviously I, growing up in the 90s, like, okay, it's so sick. I'm glad that um, you said that because that, like, I went out there for hockey a couple times, and every time that I've been there, I'm more excited because I'm where Michael Jordan used to play. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been there for a bulls game, but yeah, like it was, I mean, it was still super rad all that aside. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, I've done like Staples center a bunch, um, a couple times against the devils, other like random games. I did one game at the Honda center, um, ducks devils. And that was like, so wild. Uh, <laughs> and just like a, you know, I don't know, like Orange County in general. Like, there was just so many things about it. Like, I've heard it's a disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's like not that great of a you know of an arena to begin with, and like it's funny because like you know whatever. Not to to get super political, but like I consider the singing of the national anthem a time to you know really hustle to your seat, make sure you have your beer, you know whatever. And like literally, my girlfriend and I like we're we're in decked out in devil's gear and like the national and you know like we're both like double fisting beers because they're just it was like very under uh you know like there's there's not a lot of like facilities it's not that easy to like get beer at barclays is kind of that way too like yeah. there's so many stands like shut down and stuff and like we're just like running through the concourse like double fisting beers and there's <laughs> just like hundreds of ducks fans just like we're literally the only ones walking no, and there was no other Devils fans. We're just like parting <laughs> the sea in like a bunch of like Ducks fans, just frozen for the national anthem. And we're just like, shit, we're trying to get to our seat before puck drop. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they ended up losing that game, uh, which is kind of a bummer. It's funny, like, I actually have a great both times I've been to Staples Center, I've seen the Devils win, uh, which has been great. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, oh, what? Um, this is actually super random too. But um, I was in Florida, like, I guess December, like Miami area, um, with my girl, and we were like, we went to a, a Miami Heat Knicks game, which was super rad because I was like, yeah, I'm dying to go. Uh, you know, like, I'm not like a huge NBA fan. It's definitely nostalgic, but I was yeah, like, yeah, a Knicks game, super rad. Uh, so we did that, and then the next day was um, was Dallas. It was literally Dallas, Tampa in Tampa, and we're in Miami, and like whatever the weather wasn't that great, and we were like, should we just drive to Tampa to go to Stars Lightning? And we did. Well, I mean, like I ended up driving it. Like my girlfriend didn't drive yeah. either way. I just did like you know whatever, busting out the the touring ass just did like an eight hour round trip drive to oh, Tampa yeah. for Miami. Uh, but that ended up being the Stanley cup final. And it was just like, damn, I can't believe we saw that. Yeah, like yeah. the same season, you know, like how random, like the stars won in overtime. Like it was a, a sick game. And uh, that was like the last game that I'd gone to pre quarantine too. So it was like definitely made the Stanley cup final, like weirdly more interesting. Cause it was just like, I can't believe like that game was random as hell when we went and like now that's the final. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, go like, you know, whatever Prudential center, like I guess driving in is a little bit different cause you kind of get the Sopranos, you know, like uh Jersey turnpike, you know, experience. And then kind of all of a sudden you're just in like Newark, which has been, you know, neglected in so many different ways. Um, but I, I love the the New York to Newark commute. Like you take like the path train, it's like super easy. Like you get off the path and like you're in like Manhattan. I don't know. There's like something 
uh, that I just love about being a Devils fan in New York because of Seinfeld, you know, like yeah, the whole yeah. putty, you know, like I don't know. There's something about like just being in the city, walking the streets in a Devils jersey because I just want to literally like jump in traffic and <laughs> yell like the Devils. <laughs> um no i hear you but yeah yeah prudential center is sick like you know it's super fun but uh yeah it's cool you've been i know we've tried to link up a bunch of times to go and it just hasn't worked out hopefully we will if this covid situation situation yeah Yeah. we have to (laughs) if it ever ends which you know fingers crossed the sooner the better obviously but um yeah uh, you know we'll definitely hook up on something now i mean you you said you've been in brooklyn for five years so do you are you gonna stay there like, are you staying there for a while or do you plan on moving at all? I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, whatever, that's a whole other, other <laughs> topic of conversation now with like COVID and like right. working from home and stuff. It's like, I, w- I would love to stay here, but you know, who knows at this point? Like, um, but yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know so much uncertainty, but. I do, anyway. I do actually want to ask you, I mean, since we, you know, we've done a lot of talking about hockey and all that. I do want to talk to you about some other stuff that you have going on too. I mean, obviously with COVID, everything is up in the air with um, just just about everything. To be honest, I mean, you're you're like you said, working from home and doing all that, and and times are changing right now, or times are different right now. So, what aside from from hockey do you have going on? I mean, I know you're doing uh, music stuff. Like, where where are you where are you at right now? Yeah, I mean, so I I started I started a solo project a few like well I shouldn't say a few years. like I said time is completely irrelevant <laughs> last fall I guess I guess it's only been like about a year at this point yeah. um, I started like a solo project um, you know you had mentioned early on like old wounds I mean I left old wounds you know two thousand twenty sixteen twenty seven I don't know like I said it's kind of hard to at this point really pinned down but you know then moved to the city i started a band called course kind of just been you know doing that low-key but i mean the other member lives in portland so um you know it's it's definitely an internet project we've done two like sets of show i mean it's crazy we you know our first set of shows we toured japan and then we played one festival in belgium and that's kind of all we've done with that band uh we have like a record almost finished, but it's like, like, I don't know. It's hard to like really find a time that it makes sense and like feels good to put it out. So I've kind of just been doing, um, I've just been doing my solo project, uh, which is cool. I mean, it's become more of a, you know, as you know, I've done, you know, a lot of the old ones visuals and stuff, but now, you know, getting more into video, um, trace amounts kind of turned into kind of, it's like audio, visual you know um like i don't know kind of dual complex you know entity almost you know like there's a strong like visual video aspect that goes with it and you know getting more into like 3d i did like a face app filter um you know just trying to like get more into that world um I'm yeah, kind of like i'm doing an animated series that kind of doubles as like some new music um I just did a new record. Um, I recorded it. Well, yeah, I had it mixed with um, this dude, Ben Greenberg, plays in a band called Uniform. And uh, Billy Reimer from Dillinger plays drums on a couple of the tracks. So Damn. it's cool. It's like a harsh noise, 
punk mixture. I'm, it's, I don't know, kind of been my way of unleashing creativity in these, you know, I mean, obviously I started pre COVID and I was not expecting, you know, this to happen, but just the nature of it being a solo project and being deeper into the video world, it's kind of, it's been easy to, you know, translate it into that, you know, I don't know, whatever content driven world that we're currently living in. But um, right. yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of it. Like really just like, you know, obviously, you know, just trying to like stay creative, stay sane, you know, try and get as much money out of the government as possible <laughs> and not get evicted and die you i mean you know <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much like the american dream right now is just not get evicted <laughs> yeah, yeah. and dying and that's that's pretty much all we can hope for so yeah no but that's sick i mean i'm glad to hear that you're still doing a lot of stuff and and it's really cool like i i have a lot of respect for people who can be somewhat self-sustaining with their their work like you you know you're doing the music and you're doing the visuals and you're doing all of the the you know, graphic design and all that kind of stuff. And I find that super intriguing to learn about and to um, see the people that do it all on their own, because I mean, you know, you've worked with a lot of people in the past and it's like, it's, you never being a creative person. Like I know that you are with, you've done um, graphic work for, for my bands and stuff like that. So um, I know that you don't always get being, being somebody who does that for a living and does that for, for fun even you don't always get um your creative like ideas out to people and try to get them to do exactly what you're thinking but being somebody who can do it on their own it kind of gives you a better perspective on like this is what I want and I can make that happen because there's been so many times where I've tried to explain something to somebody and I'm not an artist and I'm not like visually I don't see the stuff like that um and it makes it a lot harder. So to be able to do that on your own and make the, the stuff that you make is awesome. Like the, whether it's the artwork or the video stuff, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that I am uh, jealous of for sure. So I'm really glad that you're still doing that and that you're kind of, I mean, now, now's kind of the best time to do it. Right. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot else to do aside from stay in. And like you said, just try not to, to get sick, try not to get evicted, all that. So keeping busy with yeah. like with digital work and all that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that, that's totally it. And like, yeah, especially like, you know, my, my main focus musically right now is a, a solo project, which, you know, I've, I've kind of found a way to incorporate drums and, you know, whatever harsh noise, electronic stuff that, you know, kind of always been interested as well and, you know, do vocals over it. Like it's literally, three things you know musically that i've contributed to bands in various capacities and now i've figured out a way to kind of put it all into one um one thing which is super cool um so yeah i mean that that's pretty much it but um yeah man it's just you know it's weird times like luckily you know there's been ways that um you know doing like video stuff like you know it luckily it translates to a lot of other world so you know just even music aside because i mean so many people are like feel like really going 110 percent right now so it's kind of nice to also you know dip outside of the music world a little bit you know just even the animation stuff sure. that i'm doing with trace amount and like 
you know, kind of getting into that 3D world a little bit is like super crazy. Like, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many things. Like, I'm also afraid I'm like slowly, like, I just watched the documentary, The Social Dilemma. And like, I don't know, have you seen that? Not yet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or- I know what you're talking okay. about, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, you understand the concept of just like you kind of get engulfed in like your own like virtual world. Uh, and like getting deeper into, you know, I'm using like video game, like rendering software and I'm like building these work, you know, it's, it's become way more advanced at this point. And it's just like between not knowing like time and all, like, I don't know, things are just getting crazy. <laughs> it's like a, it's a simulation. <laughs> That's why I like love talking about hockey, you know, cause all of a sudden it's just like, Oh yeah. Like nice. Like there's still something out there that kind of like, grounds me a little bit you know there's like, other people doing stuff yeah yeah i just like yeah because i get like sucked into like you know whatever just this like hot you know this new like hustle just constantly always being home constantly you know whatever deep in like video editing or whatever and it's like there's so many things and like obviously all the shit that's happening politically too and you're just like what is time what is real totally. life like, it's so it's it's a blur yeah. uh but uh, yeah, no, this has been super rad. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this for sure. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I always love talking hockey with you. Um, and I know that we'll definitely be doing it again. We'll be catching up over the next, you know, when the draft happens and see how that rolls out for you guys because you have a much we don't have a we don't have a pick in the first round, so you have a much more interesting yeah. draft day than I do. So, um, I, I'm I'm definitely interested to see what happens with those all those picks because whether they trade one or one of them up or whatever it may be, I I'm interested to see. So I'll be looking to you for that, the breakdown of how you also think that went because um, it'd be, I'd be curious to see how your mock draft goes, like how accurate you actually were. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know what the, the outcome I'll send you what my list ends up being. I'm still like, tweaking it for sure but yeah. i mean yeah it's, it's crazy like one thing change you know one team picks a different guy and all of a sudden it's it's completely different you know it's yeah so why um yeah so i appreciate you coming on we are definitely gonna link up for a game when all this is said and done and and i will be out there i will i will go to barclay center to hang out with you man like i as much as i don't like going there i'll do it Dude, I mean, yeah, it just it sucks that MSG is so expensive and it sucks because, you know, obviously there's other options. And I would go, I would love I would if we went to a Bruins Islanders Bruins Rangers fan, like I mean, I I would I would be on team Boston 100%, you know. Well, so, I I yeah, haven't I mean, if, that, if, that's if it if it takes a Barclays like I'll definitely, I'll definitely stand up for some Boston goals. That's that's for sure. <laughs> well, I will say that MSG is one of the closest and one of the only, or one of the few stadiums that I haven't been to yet. So, I mean, I do want to get out to that, but like you said, I mean, tickets are just insane. Like it doesn't yeah, even matter no, if it's a your, Tuesday night. Your MSG voyage, that's going to definitely be like a solo trip yeah. or unless you have like a home that's like down to go. Like yeah. I did, uh, I did like the stadium series like years ago. I paid like $150, like when it was Devils Rangers. Uh, and I went to Yankee Stadium and they just got crushed. It was like 7 3 or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I was like, 
paid like you know paid like 150 dollars i was just like whatever it's, it's the experience like that's like you you going to msg like that's you know like regardless of what happens you're just gonna get like harassed the whole time you're gonna be like annoyed like bring hopefully it, they win to justify. bring it on yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no i mean and boring. like you said the outdoor game is an experience i mean because you're you're talking the stadium series that they played outdoors and like because i had the same thing like i've been to both winter i've been to two of the three winter classics of the most recent you know the the and we played it at Gillette against Montreal and we got destroyed. It was like seven to one, but it's the yeah. experience of like being able to say that you were there and it's fun. It's a fun day. I mean, it can be cold, but it, it was a fun day. So it's worth it. Yeah. I went, yeah, whatever. I think it was 2013 at Yankee stadium yeah. where they wore those like super ugly, like shine, like metallic jerseys. Oh right! The- well, actually, every, everyone but the Devils wore the Devils just wore their like old school like green green and red jerseys that I can't stand. But like <laughs> the Islanders and the Rangers had like like silver yeah. or something on their uniforms. It was like super weird. It was like so poorly done. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was brutal. And it was so cold that day. And I remember like looking on StubHub the day like I had paid so much for tickets, and they were like. 10 like they were people were selling them for like nothing because it was like negative eight damn like so brutal and i was just like damn like not only did they just get destroyed and like i'm just getting like harassed like i literally had to go into like the yankees like hall of fame like they have like a a section you know whatever like all these signed baseballs jerseys stuff like that and it was so cold and i'm not a yankees fan and i was just like pretending to be like interested in like babe ruth autographs because i was like i'm gonna get frostbite and it's eight it's like whatever six one like yeah it's not worth it to get smoked yeah yeah (laughs) no for sure uh i think i'd rather freeze to death than have to go into the yankee hall of fame but that's just me yeah i mean oh yeah (laughs) obviously yeah like yeah fuck the yankees (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think i think that's the way to end this episode right there's no there's no better way to end it i love it then that's it so thank you again for coming on uh we will be talking in the next couple weeks and uh yeah i mean like you said we we don't like the yankees here so we're just gonna leave it at that yeah yo andrew thank you once again for having me this was super fun and uh yeah fuck yeah anytime uh, go devils uh (laughs) go Bruins. go socks go mets Oh, man. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have it this time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude.